What's up, everybody? Welcome to Church at Home. Uh, happy Memorial Day weekend, and we're excited that you're with us today. Uh, a little bit different setting today for Church at Home. I'm here with all the pastors, and what we're going to be doing today is having a conversation about uh, where we've been as a church in regards to foundations, our series that we've gone through since since February, and uh, also kind of some things that we believe you know God's put on our heart from Northwood Church. And also, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our summer series and where we're headed with all of that. And so it's going to be a good time. So if you don't have a refill of your coffee, go ahead and grab that quickly because we're about to jump in. So, um, but yeah, we've been in this series, uh, Foundations, for, for quite a while. We had a few weeks on and off, you know, with Easter and Church at Jones Park and, and whatnot. So it was a great time. But um, just kind of, again, to, to give a, a synopsis of the series that we've been in, which every week, <laughs> whatever I've taught, I've like, hey, let me give you a synopsis. And every single week looks different than the previous one I gave. Um, I know this past week I, I gave a synopsis and it went on for about four minutes. And I'm like, yeah, that went, that went longer than I thought it was going to go. But um, but it was really, really good. Yeah. Right. So if something's really long. So now you just say, done, you've got the perfect synopsis to yeah, get us right here. That we don't. Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, Will but you walk us through each week. Each of week. Please? Yes. Let's yeah. let's pull up the uh, let's pu- pull, pull up the dock here and let's take 30 minutes to walk through each. No, we're not doing that. But um. But overall, the, the heart of Foundations was to uh, sort of work in tandem with freedom. Um, and ultimately, it's a part of our next steps track here at Northwood Church uh, or a discipleship track. You know, you, you picture somebody coming into a church and maybe they've recently given their heart to God or, or maybe they're, they're reconnecting with their faith. And as a church, we want to be a place where people can easily uh, know kind of what their next step is, right? And so freedom has been one of those next steps as a church for many years. And what we wanted to do is, is provide a little bit more uh, grounding theologically and, and hence foundations, right? We have foundations of our faith. And so what we did in foundations is we basically started from the beginning. You know, Jesus says we are to be disciples. Well, what is a disciple? What does discipleship even look like? And then we walked into salvation and, and other spiritual disciplines uh, to provide a good foundation for people in their understanding of what it is that they're a part of. Uh, I know a lot of us, man, we all have different backgrounds. And so somebody could have been raised up in a certain denomination or a certain way of thinking or no foundation whatsoever. And so this is another way for us as a church to be aligned. So if somebody's new, but even for us that have been around for a long time, what do we believe as a church? And so, uh, so we took a lot of time to do that. It's been a great series, but it really, the heart of it is about discipleship. And that's kind of what we really want to lean into, uh, having a conversation about foundations and kind of what we all, I mean, we, we all, you know, uh, in, in addition to the rest of the teaching team, literally spoke and taught about it, but we also listened and even studying it together, there was just certain highlights, I think, in our own hearts about, about what it was, but also as a church, our heart to help people follow Jesus. And, um, and a lot of times it's like, hey, that's what every church does, right? Every church yeah. is helping people follow Jesus. But, but how are we doing that? And, and the, the larger that a church gets, let's just be honest, it, it can become difficult to remain centered on that. And it can, a lot of peripheral things can come into place. And so as a church, we're trying to be very specific and defined about what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. So with that, let me just open it up. You know, what was foundations like for you guys? Uh, discipleship, foundational topics, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned highlights. Um, one of those weeks that we talked about um, towards the end was was the mission of the church, and it got into the conversation. It was like 
between points three and four. Uh, it was like child to young adult. Um, it was that section where we kind of presented the thought of our, our eyes look a little bit more outward. And I was in some conversation just with people uh, post that, that. And just having moments in people's lives where um, things got really clear for where they were um, and not just their beliefs, but in the way that they're practicing their beliefs. And then they were given next steps from the Holy Spirit, but through practical teaching, uh, you know, in a conversation with one person, they said, I've been at the spot where I've gotten a little bored with, it's all about me. Yeah. They just, that's where they were. And just some clarity in the mission of, of a follower of Jesus. But now it's time for me to reinvest what God's done in my life. Um, into another person's life and just help them grow, help some people uh, be introduced to Jesus and then helping them grow in their faith. I mean, that was just one of the weeks of the of foundations of the mission, but those are the types of highlights that really stood out to me of simple teaching, um, depthy teaching, but it was helping every person take that foundational next step. So that was one of those wins uh, and foundations uh, for me, for our church. Now, uh, you kind of alluded to this, but I, I love that there was something for everybody um, yeah. in this series. And, and I, I, I love that it's great for the new believer uh, to build a foundation from which to walk out your Christianity on, but also, um, it, it, and like the gospel, it should never get old. You know, it should never be like, oh, I, I, I don't need that anymore. And I, and I believe that everybody got something out of this series. And then also, the cool thing I love about the Foundation series is that it's not something that we just taught in 2023, yeah. but it's something that we're packaging together and it will be uh, a part of the discipleship track, which you had mentioned there. But, you know, in coming years, as people are added to yep. Northwood Church, they're going to be able to go through, um, you know, a group like we do freedom uh, and be able to hear these teachings and be able to flesh them out and uh, build an apologetic of their own, yeah. of what they believe and how, you know, uh, and I just, I love that. You know, one of the first weeks we, um, I think it was week two and week three, we really dove deep into uh, justification and sanctification. And those topics uh, can sound so theological, but um, in, as we cooked them down and we preached and shared um, I, I believe there was there was a shift in a lot of people. They they got it. They're like, okay, now this is starting to make sense. Yeah. And people, you, you talked about how you got some feedback from people. I I know after those two teachings, people were saying, you know, I've never heard it that way before. Mm. Uh, people that have been saved for many many years, I've never heard that taught that way before, and it brought clarity. And I believe looking forward for years and years to come as we go through the, the group, the foundations group, and then, and then the freedom group, it's gonna help to bring some clarity for new people to the church. And it, and it I believe it's gonna be a tool for the Holy Spirit to use in our church to help yeah. build and build yeah, and build and layer after layer after layer, uh, build disciples that are going to, as, as you were sharing, make disciples, yeah. you know, which is exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I think about foundations, I think it's, it's, it's not a one-time thing, it's a lifetime thing. It's a yeah. perpetual thing. You know, when we, when we talk about believers, including ourselves, whether you're, whether you're an infant, like we talked about Sunday, or whether you're a, gra a grandparent, we have to go back to the foundations of our faith. And I think, exactly. I think the foundations reminds us what we're a part of, but it also causes us to continue when the times get hard. I was thinking about the scripture in Matthew chapter seven, Jesus speaking, he said, therefore, Whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, 
yet it did not fall because it had its foundation yep. on the rock. We know the rock is Jesus and the word is Jesus. And so we're building our life on the foundations of the word of God, which is Jesus himself. And so I think, I think even me as a pastor, you know, we talk about prayer, we talk about the church community, we talk about praise. No matter how long I've been into this, I lean back on the foundations every single day and continue to build my life of faith on that. Yep. And it's what keeps me anchored when the wind blows, yep. when the streams come. And, and so I, I'm just excited about it for not only our church, but for people who are being added to the church. Yep. And uh, it's something for them to stand firm on and to look back on every single yep. day to continue to build the life well, of I think faith. everybody has a foundation. Like it's not just, hey, this is the only foundation you can have, but the guarantee in the scripture that you just shared is, hey, this is this is a tried and true this is a firm foundation that that you can last a lifetime. You can make a generational impact, but it it'll last you a lifetime of, yeah. as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, as a pastor, we as pastors, we love to see uh, people come to Christ. We love to see new people come into the kingdom of God. But what breaks our heart, and what breaks my heart, is when we see people leave, and you don't know where they're headed. And oftentimes, Casey, just as you shared that scripture there, oftentimes it's because something in life. Uh, threw them a curveball. Uh, something in life crushed them or, or, or di uh, diverted their focus off of Jesus onto the storms and the waves that are crashing around them. But people leave. And uh, I believe that by teaching through series like this foundation series, it's going to help a lot of people in those times to have an anchor to hold on to, to be able to s stay firm, s keep their eyes on Jesus and, and stick it out. And man, what stories that they'll be able to tell uh, afterward, you know, that, man, I didn't understand, but my faith, you know, and, and so many of the things we taught in foundations, we well, yeah, hold them true. As culture, as culture even is, um, changing. I mean, I think culture is always changing, you know, uh, but whenever you're in the middle of a massive change, which I think that our culture is in, in the last, especially a couple of years, yeah. it's just a lot of different ways of thinking about things that have been platformed. And I think that people reach out for something to uh, for either a person who is providing contextual, uh, solid, foundational sounding stuff, um, uh, something that will uh, sustain them, like you mentioned, um, but also just clarification of how these ancient truths yeah. uh, apply to our lives nowadays. And uh, and so that's that's also that's that's a heart of our church um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, you think back to some of our series that we've done. Uh, Loving Logic last year was a massive series for us. And for some people that are a little bit more maybe in tune with what's going on in our culture, you know, uh, in regards to, to Christianity, they realize, wow, these are these are big statements we're making about yeah. what the word is and, and what we believe about Jesus and what we believe about, you know, things like sexuality and all of that. We're providing uh, uh, foundational teachings of those things, uh, culturally speaking, but also doctrinally. Yep. You know, like, again, what is a disciple? What is salvation? Because there's a lot of different ideas about what these things are. And, and then why does it even matter? Yeah. <laughs> it's the what and the why, which I, I really appreciative yeah. of the foundations as well as some of these other series that we've been been able to be a part of. Yeah, and of. I think we're bringing clarity, you know, yeah. the, the words yeah. clarity and, and you know, mm -hmm. people see all kind of stuff and, and they have a dashboard, if you would, of their life that this, all of the time they're trying to differentiate what's true, what's not true. What am I going to hold firm to? And I think I think that's what we're doing. We're providing clarity for people as well. Yeah, I appreciate that word clarity. When I think about 
you know, the purpose for foundations, you kind of alluded to this in the beginning, which was, man, we've got people that don't know where we're coming from as a community. And then, and then maybe people who have only heard this stuff since they've been coming to Northwood church, maybe they're new believers or just they're unchurched. And so, uh, there's, there's, there's two ways to look at that though. You have the individual and their experience, but then you have the community as a, as a whole and its experience. And so ocean Springs out of all the locations is the newest community, right? So there's individuals, but there's a community that's learning to be a community together. And so you've got all these people that are coming from different contexts, whether it's unchurched or churched with a diversity of experiences. And we're all trying to learn how to, how to, how to, you know, strive towards the upward call of Christ. And we're all trying to learn how to walk this out in a manner that's worthy of the call. And so to have conversations uh, about foundational topics that are good for the individual, but that are also aligning the community, I think is, is for the season of, of growth that we're in as a church, I think it's, it's essential. It's so important that we're, we're taking the time to walk through these things. Uh, one of the things that I'm most excited about besides finding this unity and diversity though, is um, man, just practically, uh, there's a lot of things that are happening like at a leadership level, we have new leaders leading, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, but also just at the in the simplest way, uh, you know, this is a very devotional uh, you know, pursuit, right? Learning the foundations of the faith should stir worship in us that will cause us to wanna to pursue Christ more. And what we're seeing is people taking their next steps, because we, we have a next steps culture at Northwood Church, yeah. in the simplest ways, like for instance, praying for the first time in front of people. It's amazing that yeah. someone would come into a community of believers, maybe have had anxiety about just being part of a community, uh, maybe have had anxiety of just about sharing what's in their heart, and then all of a sudden finding enough safety and love and support and encouragement and building up that they're like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to throw myself into this thing wholeheartedly and I'm going to, I'm going to let God do something great in my life. And we see yeah. so much of that happening right now. And it's just really encouraging. Uh, when we took our NCD national, uh, natural church development, one of the things that, um, we, we found in ocean Springs specifically in our, uh, you know, what was the lowest slat in the barrel, right? Uh, the lowest, one of the lowest slats in our barrel was passionate spirituality, which included people's personal pursuit of the word and people's personal pursuit of Christ through prayer, uh, individually and in community. That was the lowest slat in ocean Springs barrel. And, and so we've been praying about it as, you know, a leadership team and, uh, man, to see God answer those prayers and to see people pursuing Christ yeah. through the word and prayer individually and in community. I'm, I'm just, I've been so thrilled about what foundations has done. So, yeah, we, um, in our small group, we, I'm part of a sermon series group. And, um, one of the weeks we talked about the word, talked about the Bible. Yeah. And, and one thing that's really, when we talk about people pursuing God and, and reading the word of God and, and, and growing in that even desire to read the word of God. Right. Um, one thing that I've really learned personally over the last, I, I would say here, but even specifically in this series, just through conversations with some people in my small group, but also just conversations in general about things is, is that for a lot of people, I, I don't think that they are, um, th they are not pursuing God because they don't want to, or, uh, not reading the word because they are just lazy or they have yeah. no desire to. What I've learned personally is that there's a lot of people who really do want to read the word, but there's a, there's a, there's a barrier between, um, uh, between reading it and truly understanding it. Yeah. 
you know, uh, and it's like, hey, I, I, when I read the word, I, I don't understand what I'm reading. I mean, you know, you read Proverbs and it's like, okay, <laughs> every verse is pretty easy. <laughs> I get to, that one. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the overall narrative. So what we're really talking about is, is like biblical, biblical literacy, yeah. right? And how to read and understand the word in context with all these other things. And also we've got to realize that there's this, this introduction in the last, let's be honest, what, maybe 10 years collectively of social media and TikTok and Instagram and all this kind of stuff where you have people that are are putting out tons of content yeah. that we as a part of our culture, especially if you're a younger person, you've grown up. If you if you're interested to know something about anything, you YouTube search it, <laughs> you yeah. Google search it. And then you have all of these other voices that are coming in and what happens over time. It's like, I don't know who to believe or how to think about this because it's like, you know, we talk about analysis paralysis. It's like you have too many options. Yep. I see that happen with people when it comes to the things of God. There's so many voices and so they're looking for clarity, right? And, um, and so in, in pursuing God, obviously, I think it's very difficult to pursue God if you don't pursue him through his word that he's given us. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That uh, sounds pretty obvious, but at the same time, it can kind of get lost in translation and a lot of things. And so, um, so trying to teach people, how did we get the word of God? What yeah. is the word of God? Why do we think it's authoritative? And, and there's some apologetics that get wrapped up in there as well of, of why we believe, um, that the Bible is even true. Yeah. I got in this conversation Saturday with somebody. It's like, you actually believe that the Bible is how it was originally written <laughs> and that it's, it's, you, you actually believe that I'm like, yeah, I do. And, I believe that God, I said, I said this, do you believe that God created everything? Oh, absolutely. I said, so if you believe that God can do something as miraculous as create the atoms and all of this, do you think that he has the ability to maintain accuracy and, and reliability of his word to us? That kind of seems like a lesser miracle, if you will, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then creating everything that we see and know and just, and just things like that. Anyway, I'm kind of dancing around yeah. a little bit. Well, there, I think but. our heart is to contextualize well for people and to give them a reason why they believe what they believe, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's one of the reasons we did loving logic. I, I think, I think it's one of the reasons obviously we're doing foundations because it's a yep. myriad of voices out there. Yep. And so we want to be the voice of truth that says, Hey, look, Look at the word through these lenses, no matter what other lenses are out there. And we're yeah. gonna give you the tools to do it so that not only we're gonna teach you, but we're gonna give you the tools where you can go home and actually study for yourself and, and, and come up with a good working theology. Even though we're equipping you, yep. we're teaching theology, we're, we're, we're showing what culture's bringing in, but we're also gonna give you the tools to actually go home. And we used to say it like this old school, self-feeders. Right. Where you sure. would go home and eat the, the word, if you would, and yep. study the word and, and get words from God, but also understand the context that not only you live in today, but the context of the word that you're reading. Yeah, that, that's what Foundations was for us. It, it felt like, uh, you know, when you're doing a puzzle and like the church is the puzzle, our, 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 our strategy is the puzzle. It was like, I remember being in conversations, all of us together, we're missing a puzzle piece. And that frustration that... Uh, we've got so many good things happening. Um, I, I remember the season. I mean, we just finished foundations and now it's at the spot where it's like, we couldn't think about anything other than foundations. It was like, this is what we need. This is what the church needs. We really believe that this is what God was leading us to as a church. I mean, we were in conversations all together. There was moments where we're like, yeah, Jordan, <laughs> what is the burden 
of the church right now. And it was like, we've got to focus on these foundational, fundamental truths. And that's where foundations came from. But foundations just finished, but it was really in the stirring over a year. So then it gets us to the spot where, okay, we've got this puzzle piece. Uh, we, we're packaging it to, to continue to use this and utilize this puzzle piece well, but it does get us to the spot now where we're like, okay, God, where are you leading us now? Right. Where are you leading us now? We were in a conversation recently as a team. We said, we use the word burden, but like, like what are we hungry for right now? Or, or what's the burden of, of Northwood Church right now? What are you thinking about? And we really directed the question at you. Like, yeah. what are you feeling now for, for the next step, next season? What are we focusing on as a church now? So, you know, we're church at home right now, but what is that now? Now that we found this puzzle piece, where are we going now? Yeah, I, what you're describing, um, I've, I've never considered myself personally to be like this person that has great vision. I think you're crazy. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, like what I mean by, you know, you always hear the people, what's your 10 year plan? And yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I have no idea. I could tell you for the next 10 minutes what's going on, but you know, um, <laughs> but w- what I've learned and, and kind of as a team, what happens is God impresses certain things yeah. on us for, for certain seasons. And like, I mean, we could go back over the last few years and we could say a, a dozen of them right yep. now of just, it's amazing what, and that we believe that that's the Holy Spirit that leads us yeah. um, as a team, as individuals. Um, and I believe that's how God has always led his, his church is he, he puts burdens. If you, like you just said, burdens on people for certain things and um, to produce certain things, you know, a, a vision or direction or, or even curriculum. It could be as, sure. as, as simple as that. Um, I believe it's the same thing with uh, prophetic things. I believe God puts uh, burdens on people to speak certain things into culture or into someone's life, and it produces a passion to uh, to follow through with those things. You know, God puts burdens on us. So anyway, yeah, the question's like, okay, what is what is what God now? burdening <laughs> us? Yeah. And and um, something for me personally in the last few weeks has been growing, um, and even in a rec- recent trip that we went on together uh, was really one of the central themes of that was just could be summed up in the word hunger, a hunger. Um, you know, the things that we're hungry for says a lot about us, you know, what, what do we desire? And in foundations, we talked about one of the things as the disciple is that God shapes our desires. And, uh, there's a prayer that we refer to a lot and a prayer that I pray. It's like, God, don't just change what I do, change what I want to do, because that speaks to a, a deeper level of change and transformation and desires that are of God and that are not sinful is um, that's not natural to us. No, you know, not. we naturally desire just left to ourselves. We naturally desire things that are destructive. Mm-hmm. That are, I mean, let's just think about food for a second. A little a little kid gets one taste of sugar, <laughs> and whew, it's like <laughs> I want more of that. I yeah. know it rots my teeth. I know it's not good for me overall. But like I'm, you know, going all in. Give me as many tootsie rolls as possible, and uh, that's a simple way of of illustrating what happens to us spiritually. And so it's like God, like reach down to the core level of who I am in and of yeah. myself. And transform that deep part of me and change what I even hunger for. That's good. We know the Bible talks about hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Yeah. I don't think that I hunger and thirst after righteousness on my own. I need a deep work in me and not just once. I think that's another thing that we yeah. we, 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 we kind of mess up in the, the way that we think. It's like, okay, I've gone through a season in life where, man, I hungered and thirsted after the things, you know, after the things of God. And wow, now I've reached this this level in my life of desire and I'm never going to go back and woo. And then five years later, you look back and you realize 
I am not really truly hungering after the things of God. I've, I've grown complacent. I've grown okay with, oh yeah, back in the day I experienced those things. And so now like mm-hmm. what's next? And it's yeah. like, no, that's the well that we continue to go back to continually forever. So if you ask me, you know, when that question was asked, what, what's kind of the next, maybe the next season for our church, sure. I, I think it's a focus in on, uh, the question could be, are we hungering after mm-hmm. God? Are we hungry for more of God? And depending upon how you were raised, what kind of church you, you may, maybe grew up in, it's like whenever you hear more of God, it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. And, you know, I'll just kind of throw my two cents out there of what that really means to me. Um, and then we can, you know, because what we're talking about translates into our, our church as a whole, what yeah. we teach, what we focus on, what we're praying for. And so for me, more of God means um, more of his presence in my life, more of the attributes of who God is in uh, me being filled with who God is um, uh, in us collectively. Um, it's also hungering after the things that God desires, which one of the things that God desires is transformation in people's lives. So I'm hungry to see the people that we're close to, our family, our yeah. friends, our coworkers, the people that we've been praying for for years come to faith in Christ and seeing transformed lives, seeing people go from, from spiritually dead to alive, uh, seeing that happen, seeing marriages transformed that for me, when I think of more of God, that's the, that's the fruit. When there's more of God, yeah. there, there's transformation in people's lives. There's, uh, there's experiences, uh, whether it be miracles, you know, grand things like that. But to me, I get just as excited about a healed marriage and a, and a, and a, a transformed life than I do a uh, cancer disappearing in somebody's body. Yeah. Like to me, it's it's evidence of God moving. Yeah. And so that's that's a couple of thoughts for you guys. What yeah. does that mean? You know, uh, I, uh, hunger, like, it, you know, you spoke to it uh, about food. Hunger has to deal with appetite. You know, the psalmist said, my soul pants after you like a deer pants after water. It's the appetite of the believer. And, and I agree, you know, our appetites can change and we have to we have to go back to making sure our appetite is for the things of God. You know, you're thinking about Jesus, his disciples talk to him and, uh, you know, we're all like Jesus' disciples and sometimes we don't know which way is up and down. And, you know, we're like kids a lot of times, but G- they were talking about Jesus about eating. Like they, you know, when you think about hunger and you think about food, it's what actually sustains you as a person. So food sustains you, it keeps you alive. And so they're like, Jesus, we're hungry. And he's like, let let me show you a different type of appetite. So he played off of their hunger to sustain them. And he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. It's the only thing that sustains it's the only thing that's going to sustain. It's the only true fulfillment is doing the things that God sent me to do. And, and so when I think about hunger and I think about our church, it's the fact that we would have an appetite to do the will of him who sends us, which we know is the Great Commission, and to experience that as people, uh, uh, for, for the common person, to experience that life flow, if you would, following God. It's something that will sustain them like nothing ever before. Yeah. It never, it's the well that never runs dry. It, 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 it's the calling that, that never ends. It's irrevocable. And, and to, to, to experience that, it's something you want to continue to experience. It's the only thing that sustains. Yeah. And, and so when I think about hunger, I think about consecration. I think about devotion. Mm-hmm. I think about 
setting ourselves apart and yielding to the will of God and that call. And there's something that happens to us spiritually. We're filled spiritually and it sustains us to such a great de degree. It's like nourishment, but it also gives us the, the, the power, if you would, to continue in it yeah. constantly. Yeah. I, I think speaking to the appetite, uh, and being nourished in the spirit, when, when we think about what's really happening in the walk of a believer, right? We're talking about transformation. What, what is being transformed? We're becoming less like ourselves and more like Christ. Our flesh is learning to die and his spirit is becoming greater in us. John, uh, John, um, the prophet, um, uh, John, the Baptist. John, the Baptist. John, the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he must, that he may increase. And, and so the whole idea of appetite, uh, our, our flesh has certain appetites, but as we learn to deny ourselves and take up our cross, we find ourselves are the spirit of God inside of us and our spirit married and learning to walk by the spirit and it having a greater appetite than our flesh. And, and when the spirit man inside of us has a greater appetite, then I, I think that's where we can really begin to draw near to Christ and abide in him. And as we draw near to him and abide in him, he says he'll abide in us and we'll bear much fruit, you know? And so there's this, there's this journey of, of learning to, to no longer live according to the flesh, but to live for the one that died and gave his life for us, right? Uh, and that's his new creations. And so that, that's, that's a, a, a painful process at times because you have to die. Uh, but then also, man, it's, it's really in, in so many ways a miraculous process that we get to rejoice over as we watch that happening, playing out in the life of the body, and people learning to live for Christ. And, uh, and I, I think that's ultimately the aim. Isn't it? I, I think that um, one of the things that I, I've felt for a long, long time is that we, we put a lot of energy uh, as believers into being good. And um, I, I think we need to, right? I think that's a part of our discipleship, dying to self, as you just share, shared there. But I think sometimes we can put so much energy into being good that we fail to foster or lean into a relationship with, with Jesus uh, or the Holy that Spirit, abiding. Yeah. right? That yeah. abiding, right. and uh, I've, I've said this many times. Actually, I heard it somewhere, and I've just repeated it. Um, but that if we would put as much energy into a relationship with God as we do fighting sin, yep. that the fruit of that relationship, the fruit of that, holy, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, as Galatians tells us, it would begin to uh, cause us to quit the sin or desiring being hungry for the sin. Cause that is true. You taste the donut. Yeah. You know, I just want the donut all the time. <laughs> I just want more of that feeling instead of the, the uh, relationship with the Holy spirit. And of course, when we lean into the Holy spirit, the Bible tells us that there's going to be a natural byproduct of, of that relationship. You'll bear fruit. You'll bear fruit. As you Good go fruit. by to him, you bear his fruit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, Think about a couple of things. The word that I'm hearing you talk about is um, is intimacy with God, right? Closeness proximity, with God. Proximity. Proximity. Um, I heard uh, a pastor years ago, he said, the number one thing that sin broke down in, in uh, creation was uh, closeness, proximity, intimacy with God. Yeah. And, and whenever that happened, the fallout of that was so many other things, you know? Uh, that's what divorce happens between a man and a woman because of breakdown of intimacy, not just like physical, you know, sexual intimacy, but, but deeper than that, um, you know, uh, uh, relational, relational closeness. And as that distance happens, that's where other things can come in, other relationships, other desires, whatever. 
and even further break apart that relationship. And so this closeness is the issue. And so whenever we talk about hunger and, and even the, the presence of God, whenever we say things like, man, God, we desire your presence, we're saying, God, we desire to be close to you. Uh, we desire to, to, whenever we read your word, that, that it would, that the veil between us, that the, the distance between what I'm reading and the revelation of what that scripture is saying would be thin, that it would be closer and closer to God to where I could read God's word. And, you know, some people might just say, get something out of it. You know, uh, hearing his voice is one of the things we talked about. The first step of an infant is to learn to hear and obey the voice of God. And that's not something, again, that we learn and then we move on from. We continually learn and relearn how to hear God's voice in our life in different areas of our life. And so we talk about closeness with God, the presence of God in our lives. This is what we feel that God is, is leading our church to to hunger and thirst after, to change appetites. Uh, one of the thing that you were saying um, in regards to like work, you know, working to be good. Um, recently, you know, for me and Nadine, uh, Nadine's my wife, in case you don't know, but um, Nadine's, first off, she's like incredibly fit. I mean, like she does these workouts that are just stupid, like make you throw up, you know, like six, seven days a week, like should go do four or five classes, you know, or four classes back to back, you know, like it's ridiculous. Um, and a few weeks ago we were talking about exercise and all that kind of stuff. And we started talking about what we eat and, um, you know, anyways, in the conversation, it was like, man, if there was as much effort put into the, the, the what we eat versus just working it out, like the benefits from that would equal much better results yeah. in regards to feeling better. Uh, uh, obviously, the you know the way that you look. I mean, things change. We eat a lot of trash, and it's, some people it's like I eat a lot of I I I, uh, I work out a lot so I can eat whatever I want, and there's no net positive in that, yeah. you know. And so anyway, there's there, especially for her, I'm I'm trying really hard, but she's way more disciplined than I am. <laughs> and uh, but she's been really really faithful to uh, to eat the right things, and she's seeing massive changes in in her life and her working out and everything. And um, I think that's just an illustration there of it's not just about the effort that's being put forth, right? The effort to be good and all that, but it's yeah. about the abiding. It's about what's going into your yeah. your life. And that's what the presence of God is, yeah. and it produces fruit. That's what it does. Which is also, you know, not ironically, but uh, where we are as a church is that our, our summer series yeah. is about the fruit of the Spirit. And that's where we're headed. It's like, okay, as Christians, um, now we've learned in foundations what we believe, kind of why we believe it, these foundational doctrinal truths. But it's not just so we know a lot of good things. It's so that we can understand how to draw close to God and his mission for our life and, and all the things that you were even just saying a second ago, Casey, um, to where we are fulfilled in him. And then out of that relationship and that understanding, there's fruit that, that comes out of our life. Not all just sitting there and soaking and then just naturally, I mean, there's work involved. There's a co-laboring with God, right? But what, what is the fruit of our lives? And so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about love and joy and peace and all these things that are fruits of the spirit, but how there is a struggle, a tension between, let's just take love. There's a, there's a fight between love, which is a fruit of the spirit. It, it, it's literally God is love, right? He is that force. Okay. But between love and hate, and there's a, there's a tension there. And then through all of these fruits of the spirit, you see this, this, this uh, fruit of the spirit that kind of overarches all of those as self-control. Yeah. 
And there's there so there's this fruit of the spirit abiding in Christ and and things deep inside of us change, but still, like Paul says, we're gonna battle between the flesh and the spirit. Yep. There's always gonna be that that tension there, the fruit of the spirit and the works of the flesh. And so so that's another thing we're excited to talk about, you know, is the what is the fruit? The name of it's got fruit. Yeah. Got you fruit. got fruit? <laughs> you know, Pastor Jordan, as you were talking and, you know, us just meditating about this series coming up, the fruit of the spirit, you know, when we abide in Christ, the spirit wants to do a work in our life, but there's that other component that we co-labor with God in that work. Right. And, and I think that's an, a very important thing to, 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 as we go into this series for, for uh, our churches, look, when we go into this series, everybody, it's like, the, the, the spirit of God wants to do something in my life. He wants to prune things out of me. You know, if we look at like a gardener, I was kind of taking some notes about the fruit of, a, the fruit of the spirit. It says, just as a gardener prunes a plant to promote healthy growth and increase fruitfulness, God prunes and shapes our character to develop and manifest the fruit of the spirit more fully in our life. And so, yes, the Holy Spirit's the gardener, but we, we, we got to get in the soil of our life as well and co-labor with God. And, and I think, you know, when we talk about food and, we, and you talk about the diet and what we eat, you know, I'm thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. I'm thinking about pruning, but I'm also thinking about fasting. Now, you know, some of you guys might be like, oh, no. Yeah, I definitely don't like to, that one. We're going to the summertime. I'm looking forward to more crawfish and burgers for the summertime, you know what I mean? Beach and stuff like that. So no, I'm t when I say fast, I'm not talking about just a, 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 a food fast. I'm talking about literally the things that we're eating on, you yeah. know what I mean? And so some of us might want to stop eating so much on we'll just say like social media, some of us might want to stop eating so much on maybe news or, or, or whatever the case may be. I think, I think it'd be a great time as we go into the summer into the fruit of the spirit, realizing that the Holy Spirit wants to work something in our life. We have to co-labor with him in order for that to manifest in order to bring glory to God. And so I'm excited about the series because I got, I, for me, there's a lot of pruning to do. And, and I realized that my weeds grow quicker than some. You know what I mean? I, I was out at my father-in-law, Pastor Van's backyard yesterday, and we were talking about grass and all that. And we were seeing all this stuff growing up. And, you know, some yards, you just have to pull the weeds all the time. I feel like, you know, for me. <laughs> daily. <laughs> daily. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, just because we've been talking about this word hunger. And we're talking a lot about the individual, like, like growing in desire for uh, righteousness and the things of God. And I, I really look forward to those moments where we've got a whole lot of individuals that are doing this. And then those corporate gatherings, yeah, man, when we pray together, when we worship together, well, a whole bunch of individuals that are doing this as people, as families. And then when we come together, I mean, I, I imagine like the nights of worship yeah. uh, that we do in the summer, those, those prayer meetings on the first Wednesdays, the, those moments of worship, uh, it's just, it's going to be special. Yeah. So uh, it's good now, but I know this, that as we grow in this, that those, those, the Holy Spirit, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere, but there are moments where we're just more aware of it. Mm -hmm. We're just more aware of it. And I think that comes through these types of conversations. So I'm looking forward to, yeah. to the future leg of this church of what we're going for. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm the oldest guy here and, uh, been really? saved a little over 30 <laughs> years. And, uh, I would like to be able to tell you guys that the older you get in Christ, the easier it gets. Mm. But, you know, I've found that the older I get, 
some of those old habits, in case you're talking about the weeds, you know, but some of those things on those areas in life where you feel like, okay, I've been able to ignore that for a long time now. Um, it, it, it's, it's harder to break those old habits. And that is one thing that excites me about the summer series. Um, uh, we are going to lean into the fruit of the spirit. And I believe the Holy spirit among all the things the Holy spirit does. One of those things is he cultivates in our lives. And mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to this series. Um, uh, I, this summer for us pastors is a little more restful. Uh, we're not in message prep every week, pounding out a whole series, but we are, um, we're, we're, we're able to preach that same message. And for me, it's a little selfish, but I, I believe the Holy spirit is wanting to cultivate uh, kind of turn over some soil, kind of break up some of that hardened ground uh, in areas that well, I wish that we could have left alone a little longer, but <laughs> he knows best. And so uh, I'm looking forward to that. I believe, I believe I'm not just speaking for myself, but for many in the church that when we hear the word hunger, we say, yes, I want that. But experience has taught me that I may not get it easily. And mm-hmm. so I need the Holy Spirit to, to just to turn over some soil, to open up some fresh ground that the fruit of the Spirit can begin to operate again for some, but also in areas where it maybe has not in a long time. Yeah. So I, I eat a lot of fruit. And, uh, and as somebody who's actually learning to garden, I've learned that it takes years to cultivate fruit from the planting till that fruit is, is born on that, on that vine. Uh, but in the kingdom... Uh, what it takes is just obeying the Spirit's prompting in your life to deny your flesh yes. and to hunger and thirst after what He has, to lean into Him. And so, like Casey was saying, uh, you know, we're going to be examining the fruit of the Spirit and, and self-control being one of the fruits of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to give us the ability to choose self-control. And we could choose self-control. Maybe it's around fasting some things. And recently, I, uh, I was participating in a, in a little fasting with some friends of mine. And uh, through that process, we we were able to see God move in some very specific ways in our lives as individuals and, and even in some other specific uh, experiences. And one of the things that we were reminded of, it's like, wow, when you, when you draw near to the Lord and he draws near to you, you are tasting of Jesus and seeing that he is good. And it makes you that much more hungry for him. And so right. as, as we go into the fruit of the spirit this summer, I believe people are going to taste that fruit born in their lives. And, and we're going to continue to hunger for that yep. more so. And it could, it could really, it could really stir some incredible things in the life yeah. of the body. So whatever you eat on, you want to eat more of, yep. and that's just proven in, in hobbies or anything else. And so, so yeah, as a church, we're going to move into a, um, and to, into that direction, you know, yeah. where we, we're, we're just aware of it. Sometimes just being aware of it and talking about it, kind of like you said a while ago, it already leads your mind to like, yep. am I, why am I not? You know, what areas of my life have I gotten, yep. you know, maybe used to? For some people, it's discovering what this means at all, because I know there's a lot of people um, who are new in Christ, you know, new, they're newly saved or, or whatever, and, um, or maybe raised in a way that it was just Hey, just, there's just rituals. You just do certain things a certain way and that's good enough. And it, and this whole relational thing, it's like, what does that even mean? What does it mean to experience God? That sounds kind of, sounds kind of lofty or, or kind of weird. And it's like, no, it's actually what God desires, yep. you know? So, so as a church, we're drawing near to God and we believe he's going to move in powerful ways. So what I want to do is just wrap up, uh, this, this, this time. And I want to pray. Thank God for, you know, where we've been as a church and then also pray for, uh, pray for what's coming. 
Yep. You know, we don't we don't know exactly what that means, but uh, we know the next step that we're taking. But um, I believe God wants to do a great work in us individually. And as he works individually, he works in us together, you know, yep. corporately. And so let's just pray. Father, we thank you for uh, we thank you for Northwood Church. We thank you for a community of believers that we can belong to and grow in our faith in uh, to support one another. Father, uh, God, we pray over uh, all the things that we've even spoken about and, and talked about through this series with foundations, God, that you use the, the curriculum, the teaching, the doctrines, the things that we've shared uh, to, build, uh, to build the body of Christ, to build those who are, are here now and for those who are coming, God, that it would be anointed, that uh, all of the curriculum and, and the book and everything that gets put together in this, Father, that, that it would feed people for many years to come. And God, that your stamp of approval, your presence, your anointing would be upon it. Uh, God, we thank you for giving us the resources and the ability to do that. God, we're praying for uh, this next phase, this next season in our church. God, we believe that you've spoke to us and, and uh, called us to think and pray and talk about hungering and thirsting after righteousness, hungering and thirsting, thirsting after, after you desiring your presence in our lives, desiring your presence in our church. God, to see you move. God, we pray, uh, like we said earlier, for the, for the people who are far from you. God, people that we've prayed for for years. God, we're praying that you do a deep work in their lives. Begin to draw them to yourself. And God, we say that we are willing, that we are ready to help to care for them, to disciple them in teaching them what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to support them, to love them, to care for them well, to see your body grow, to see more people come to know you. God, I pray that you begin to, uh, to move in us in a, in, a, in a different way in the people of Northwood Church. God, we believe that your hand is upon us. We believe that you're giving us vision and direction, and we surrender to that now. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.